0: Solo voy con mi pena, sola va mi condena, correre mi destino, para burlar la ley, perdido en el corazón de la grande babilón, me dicen en el clandestino,
1: por no llevar Hello and welcome pain. to another edition of The World Isn't Flat, I'm your host Jovan Johnson, my co-host. David Amran, Shah who's gonna say Adrian?
2: Oh yeah, uh, uh, can, I, can I be Adrian too? Sure. What's happened to Adrian? How's your French accent? Uh, I can't even know, right. <laughs> this is too hard. What's happened to Adrian? Uh, Adrian is in somewhere in south southern Italy doing some weird stuff. I think he's in Florence. I don't know where this is. Uh, he's somewhere
1: across the globe. So right, yeah,
2: he keeps on moving and he will be moving to Bangladesh in a week to spend the summer with Grameen Foundation, oh. no Grameen Bank, sorry, yeah. uh, and he will be living in Dhaka wadila <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's very weird to see him in the middle of dhaka and that's just that's just my uh, and he's been looking forward to it, it he has after. been looking forward to it and then i think he's probably going to move to india where he's going to be a researcher with some but
1: not pakistan
2: um, we'll let him tell it on a later episode well,
1: I, I just explained stretching himself.
2: i just explained his entire life so that yeah
1: <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about uh, crime and uh, state capacity we're going to be using jamaica as an entry point to declare i'm from jamaica if you all don't remember mm. and um here we go
0: i'm not from jamaica if you
1: guys refuse confused.
0: i'm from the united states which is sort of the jamaica of the north of the north yeah <laughs> <laughs> should i be humbled
1: <laughs> never but um, so we're going to be talking about crime and, uh, and state capacity, Shaw doesn't look very enthused I, I'm very enthusiastic I'm just very tired uh, just to give a brief rundown though um, it, 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 it's something I'm researching as well for my dissertation it is, this is not a club for my dissertation but it's just a mere coincidence that we planned this but some weeks ago David mm-hmm. um, to do so so essentially, it's crime and politics, and organized crime and politics, and what the relationship, for example, in Jamaica, te- what does that relationship tell us about governance, accountability structures, authority structures, and the incentives to rem- keep these kind of perverse systems, or to, or to or to change or to change them? So, Jamaica gained independence in 1962. Uh, just before that, Jamaica had what they call self-government. Uh, of course, we were a part of the co- we were a colony of the of the of the United Kingdom and but nonetheless 1944 which was some years before independence we had ad- adult suffrage and the first contest contestation of elections mm-hmm. and it, it, it <laughs> at that time we the state itself was a fairly weak state uh, notwithstanding being a colony I mean you, you can imagine this is just about the end of World War two no attention was being fo- focused on us, plus Britain was facing questions about the, the extent to which it can economically manage and, and, and continue to support these kinds of states. So is
0: this like a home rule parliament sort of situation it, it, within an empire?
1: Yeah, uh, sort of ish. We had what we call a governor in Jamaica, so it was sort of a, uh, a it was not a, it was like a crown colony. You didn't have a Viceroy? Um, uh, no, okay, that we was, didn't have a that Viceroy. Was, that I think was a,
0: only India had
2: a Viceroy. Well, then. we are, we were special.
1: But the history with organ, the history of the relationship at the time, we had two political parties by 1944 who, that came out of a Labour... So the competition was there, right? That came out of the labor labor issues at, um, in 1938 coming up, and and the competition was important because um, that is what people people need to get votes. Parties needed to win votes, and this is a very succinct, very almost truncated uh, narrative of the uh, narration of the history mm. at the time. But suffice it to say, so you had the, you had the parties that developed very. Um, huge uh, big, major comp- very competitive at the time and as part of trying to get votes the the, the use of these little gangs on the streets and, and and so on to to secure the votes for them and later on within by, by by the first decade of independence we moved to the creation of what we call garrisons which was these zones of uh, sort of political exclusion in a sense where these garrisons were communities or creation creations within communities that were disproportionately one one party affiliated uh, uh, with one so, party. So
2: you're saying that these political parties used uh, illegal groups like Gans, informal right? informal yes. structures and networks to create these garrisons in which it would be easier for them to win Absolutely. seats. And, and of this course happened
0: across the board with both political parties. It happened across yes. So it happened I, across. I and it was centered
1: in mostly in the metropolitan area. Yes.
0: So, so this is sometimes uh, talked about in the literature as a response to um mechanism like the secret ballot mm-hmm. so where it's hard to monitor if uh, a client in a patron-client relationship is fulfilling their end of the bargain by actually voting for you mm-hmm. so sometimes there's community mechanisms like sometimes um, these gangs um, to enforce uh, actual voting for your own party. That's Europe a very party. good way of looking at gangs. So is that... Is, is, does, that, is that describing sort of what's it, happening here?
1: It does describe some of okay. it. It does describe some of it. Because the, the point of these gangs, it's sort of, if you look at the relationship, the state, in terms of the political parties that formed at, what, at whatever time, and the, 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 the sort of intermediaries, which were these organized criminal groups, that they were using as as their legs, to ensure that they get the votes, to, 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 to enforce people going out and vote. We had a time, we had a, I think we had a point in, in our history where in one constituency, which was a garrison, we call them a, a what they call it, a garrison constituency, where the total, of the voting percentage was beyond the total number of people on the, on the, um,
0: mm, on, the, the, ba- uh, on, the on the voting <laughs> list. <laughs> on the, the voting So this is very, very
1: clientelistic client, yeah, w- policy. Very clientelistic. One of the
2: things, in the UK, they were called some, Specific name. Rotten boroughs. Yeah, the
0: rotten oh. boroughs. were that create, was slightly different. Yeah,
2: but they were created essentially to get certain people elected into the parliament. Mm-hmm. Right. Very specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, I, so that is, and and, and, and as as the, as the political violence, um, of course, would have attended that kind of situation, that kind of competition between both parties, because one party would have want would have ruled for um, two election cycles, and another then another one comes in. And the way in which for example the way in which is second okay, so we had one party at nineteen sixty two which was independence and it ruled throughout the nineteen sixties. This was the Labour Jamaica Labour Party, party yeah. right. And then of course if you want to win the next election
2: you need to you have them. to
1: you have to you have to develop a kind of a machinery that is competitive with what with what's going on. If and your so
2: opponents are using these networks to get elected absolutely Why so, not you do it
1: for example the ruling party created what was called Tivoli gardens which was uh, it bulldozed it bulldozed a community that had um opposition supporters <laughs> and created a modern uh, th- at the time uh, and, and and the prime minister who did it he's still alive former prime minister he's still alive now um who did it um said that he was creating a new a new kind of community building uh, that's how he kind of a new development Slowly. thing and so that's what, that was the first real garrison in the country. And by the yeah. time the next party won the election, what do you think they did? Same. The very same.
0: So this is, I hate to keep harping on this, but this is like a very like pure form of clientelist politics. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're rousing up your own supporters, you're enforcing monitoring guns, to ensure yes. they vote, and also you are targeting opposition supporters yes. by do- building sort of public goods mm-hmm. in their areas. Mm-hmm
1: and, the, and, and, and the finally in terms of in terms of uh, that kind of history is that, so that a lot of what happened post nineteen sixty four independence leading up to 19 something of course I have when one, the 19 19- yes, I'm sorry so you see those
0: sort of like positive effects to create votes for your side was there voter repression as well
1: to the extent yes to the extent that if you were if you if you were in a community where that was predominantly one side you would be intimidated to not vote okay yeah.
0: so <laughs> There's that other side. There is. That, there is so that. this there, is there's there's
1: that quite other interesting because
2: that. I remember I talking to this person who's doing a dissertation on in Malaysia on a very similar, intuitively, thing mm-hmm. in which looking at whether winning whether constituency with more Malay people get more development funds than those with uh, less yeah. Malay people, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting in how development financing by the state can be used as a form of uh, strengthening that patronage client mm-hmm. relationship. And but it's
1: also the delivery of some public goods. Uh, and but it uh, I, does deliver I mean, it's public a goods a desperate argument though why because y- yes you have to admit it's the it's, roads are being made road, roads are being built um, people are getting housing uh, because you needed to get housing for your voters mm-hmm. so people so public goods are being provided but it's a it it, 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 it i think it, it's, a, it's a point yes to accept public goods but it's, forbid, bad but in it's, the it's a desperate argument because you're saying that essentially you you're saying that okay so should we encourage this then if this is the way politician, political actors behave, mm-hmm. then should we encourage this kind of behavior? If 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 it's a two party state like in Jamaica, then uh, you have going to have to depend on alternating of alternating of power. So when one party is in power, then maybe public goods won't provide, provide it to that side. But then of course the history says that after two terms they're likely to be voted out. Right. So the next the next set of people will say, okay, we'll wait our turn to get public. And that's my the American
2: history is very flawed at this point. But I remember reading. During the height of the Gilded Age in the U.S. in New York City, mm-hmm. the famous court uh, courthouse, which costed ridiculously high, one hundred million dollars something at the time to build because of corruption. Boss tweets. Yeah, corruption. and, and oh. the, the, this guy who was very popular in mm-hmm. America in New York City for for his corruption essentially said that you know Boss why people why, why people vote for me was because I give them food, I give yeah. them shelter, I give them house, and you give them uh, coupons to go and stand on the line the food bank. And that sort of network and how sort of that relationship developed and how th- perhaps the state in this re- in what in Jamaica what I'm getting the state essentially used non-state actors to come to 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 get its own uh, maintain its power monopoly of power, mm-hmm. uh, but it could in other cases essentially substitute the relationship between state and people yes. and creates new alternative uh, substitutes for people to go to non-state actors and say okay you provide us public services whether they're the Taliban in mm-hmm. Afghanistan or they're the people in New York City in uh, precisely
1: yeah. precisely yeah. one of the problems, for example, that that highlights because again uh, one of the what one could point one could one could look at the role of um, politicians obviously as the patrons who provide these kinds of services or these kinds of goods and who people look to, and as a result they develop people people see the, and that's another interesting thing people see political parties in instances where political parties are created to support the unemployed and the lumpen, the lumpen proletariat. Where the middle class, um, the middle class, rich elite people can get what they want through other means, so they do not need the parties. Well, then parties respond to Parties become created for, to respond to the needs of these of these people. So they cleave. So they have a cleavage. They have a, they have a cleavage to the party itself because their own survival depends on the the fortunes of these of the of of of. of but it of also depends
2: on making sure these people need you. So if these Absolutely. people have those skills to move up and join the middle class and have those skills to exit and create mm-hmm. those accountability mechanisms and have greater voice and yeah, have greater true. skills then you they won't need you and they won't need that relationship to establish and this is something that's very common in Absolutely. my country Pakistan where politicians rely on Farmers and sort so of uh, working class people to elect them to power in return, giving them government jobs. But someone who is upper middle class mm-hmm. doesn't need that, and that person usually
0: doesn't vote because they're like, screw it, this is not ours. Yeah, right. So if they don't need your your seed or your bread anymore, yeah, then, right, then you're yeah, your yeah. then you're they would rigid, vote for then crisis. they would vote for
2: that uh, idealistic, cambridge educated yeah. socialist who would come and say <laughs> that I will save the country. So
1: did that, they the you go to Cambridge? Is, is, it is, is it you? Is <laughs> you? But the, the they were broader, lived in a city called Canada. The broader picture, though, is what yes. in what in the state, what in the society that leads to this. In, in terms of the Jamaican case, a post-colonial state with huge social issues uh, well, that was an ex well, no, for for 350 years was an extractive place, was a yep. place of extraction that no investment say the in education. Edu- <laughs> to say the least, no investment in education. No investment in in human capital, definitely. Um, a poor economy that, that 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 was dependent heavily on uh, agriculture.
0: Well, I'm going to push you a bit on that because Jamaica, in the 19th century, was one of the richest places in the world, yeah. technically, wasn't it? Per capita, per capita, <sighs> right? An extremely productive economy based. Very productive, on yes. A lot, a lot of drink. sugar coming out. Sugar, yeah. Yes. Sweet. Coffee, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Cotton, maybe. Yeah. Not cotton.
1: Not reaction. not not so much cotton. But For sugar definitely. Cotton was
0: yeah. more us. Yeah,
1: sugar we were very yeah. sweet. We're still sweet, by the way.
0: Is that true?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but uh, th- th- that essentially goes to a much more uh, I
0: think but yeah, exhausted but argument put, but on how that's, that's a, a
1: cyclical a... argument. But that's that's a cyclical. point, Yeah, I guess isn't my, it? my
0: point was it's it was wealth is purely extracted but purely based attractive. on a tiny elite that. Uh, either left after independence or became sort right. of like a, a democratic it, yeah.
1: uh, land. And, that, and, and it's funny because I remember, Shaw sure, you have a very huge interest in elites. And stop <laughs> saying and, that people have been one getting say, wrong ideas. When when they, when this is, when when the country gained independence, and and it may, may be true for many post-colonial societies, when the country gained independence, these post-colonial societies had uh, in Jamaica, as you're saying, either it's extracted or people are very a small elite controls the economic productive units. And in post colonial societies like Jamaica that's what you found so for example, there were like maybe fifteen to twenty families that controlled up to maybe um, sixty seventy mm-hmm. percent of the of the wealth in the, including landed owner, landed um, the landed the landed um, the landed Elite. class elites and so on so when the country needed when the country got independent, so long as their um, their uh, property was secured they didn't care they didn't pay attention really to these um to the political parties, mm. what they were doing, for example, to ensure that they the, these kinds of in, use of informal networks and the perpetuation of a sort of a clientelistic state did not take hold, because they were fine. It sort of it, there was sort of an implicit agreement between those as parties. long as
2: you protect our property rights. Absolutely, because we don't care what you do in the cities and uh, sort of create yeah. these sort of.
1: Because um, the threat would have been the, the, in, in in post-colonial societies, the threat would have been after you have independence in any of these societies that the poor would become agitated and, and not there, This is our time to get what we want to get what right. we've been what we've, what we've been denied. But these parties, which were led by very middle-class people, people are like people, so there was there was sort of a there was sort of a connection between the leaders of the middle-class people, leaders of the party what parties. What I call aspiring elite. Class. <laughs> but but there but, but but in fact, some literature will tell you that the, the middle class and the elites felt betrayed by this because you went to you went to you you, you went to ally yourself with, with the institutions that were looking out for the interests of people who could threaten all wealth mm. but then that didn't really happen did it
0: so how does um, how does the emergence of organized crime fit into the story uh,
1: so so the organized crime you, you have to link it to the political balance mm. and the the fact that these politicians the politicians literally mm. will tell you about that certainly um, people like um, Carl Stone and, um, and, and and so on before, but they will tell you how the politicians and would provide uh, arms to these groups.
0: Okay, so these, these groups that were getting out the votes...
1: Provide arms, because it became... Is this like an
0: arms race with other political parties groups?
1: To some extent, because if, you, if, if, if one group is providing you with guns to secure your community, to prevent it from being spoiled, mm-hmm. and to ensure that your interests are served, and you're going to respond. Especially in this situation where we always had a democracy, we always, we always, we always, we always had elections, had elections. And, and 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 so on. So you're
2: essentially trying to strengthen these networks, which you're trying to use mm-hmm. th- to get you into power. Yes. So these networks <coughs> would need mm-hmm. guns and would need much more cohesive forces to enforce
1: sanctions.
0: Yeah. Right. If the other don't. party gave their guys the response baseball is that. bats and they came over here beat up our people yeah. and then they couldn't vote well we have to give our people some guns and go over there
1: so exactly so that's the way in which you had the polit- organized crime manifesting itself as political violent crime if because they were the perpet- perpetrators of this kind of violence this, this, this organized violence and especially when, around election time election when, when was this this a know. lot of this was uh, late ni- mid to late 1960s yep. straight up to 1980s when we had over 800 people with people killed um in an election year
2: and considering Jamaica is a small country that's a lot of... Oh, it's people. A Are you pulling
1: rank? No, 800 people in Pakistan. Oh, that, election oh, for election violence in Pakistan. Was, <laughs> but what has what has um, what has befuddled and, and amazed political scientists generally is how Jamaica was able to maintain its 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 sort of a democratic um, element. It never fell. It, this, the, the, we never fell from sort of the, the mechanics of democracy if you will.
2: In some odd way It did. It, it did. <laughs> Uh, had a very good balance of power and uh, spread power among a large sector population uh, because you had these networks which provided these goods to get votes out had sanctioning mechanism for people yes. with guns and bats who didn't vote for them uh, people knew how to get stuff done who to go to that mechanisms existed now that's a very extractive way and that's not the most economically efficient way <laughs> to do so uh, not the most humane way to do so but that way does maintain power because it of, does. because stability and monopoly of violence exists there right yeah. so you know people who have their guts you know people you need to vote for you know
1: where you live which constitutes you live in and who gets who will give you a job plus you have to you have to acknowledge as well the role of the elite and their, 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 their how accustomed they were to the better forms of democratic practice amongst their among in, in their sphere mm. so they were used to having their you know property rights for example uh, assured by, by, by the by the by, by the state. They were used to. They were used to uh, controlling their own wealth. They were used to sort of uh, certain liberal freedoms. A British, they were so accustomed
0: absolutely. I mean, they're, I'm sure they mm-hmm. were all educated in the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah.
1: Plus, the politicians themselves were interested in ensuring that at least they had some sort of legitimacy, legi- legitimacy in some way. And the, the fact that they could, they could say that we were elected gives them a le- legitimacy. So you could not, you could not divorce yourself from a democratic. Um, a, dem- a democratic, um, yeah, you can
2: say it wasn't a liberal sense. democracy, but it was a democracy nonetheless, the because
1: there was a degree of the there
0: were, were free elections, strong. right? Except for the one that the United the States intervened in. <laughs> well, th- that's that's that's
1: still up for debate. how much can you say they are, how after much you can argue they were free? Oh, the, okay, that's a good point. I'm sorry, say it again. How much <laughs> can you ar-
2: How much can you argue that they were free? This is essentially pre. Whole rigging that the that the votes
0: not, went yeah. in were counted in the in the, the the least yeah, so, possible sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah that's essentially, what, when we talk about democracy, I think the exercise of voting was there. Yes. Democracy is, I think, would be much more broader sort of democracy. Yeah, it would be a broader <laughs> sort of a, certainly,
0: but just in the sense that there, wasn't there was voting. clear vote rigging mm-hmm. happening on election day, or that. It was, Elections were stolen. Well, there were there, it, was, is, there it, were allegations of it, stuff. It ballots, more missing, of a... missing ballot boxes. Well, okay,
1: That's, there, there were lots of those, especially in nineteen seventy six, when they the, uh, the government at the time called a state of emergency and imprisoned exactly. some members of the opposition. Wasn't that the CIA one? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's something. We can't bring up but somebody. of course let, let's not pretend there have been allegations that the CIA was involved in the <laughs> election of the nineteen eight in the election of the 1980s which was which was which was critical which which, which brought Jamaica into international politics because think, yeah. uh, the the the, ni- the 1970s saw the rise of um of 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 michael Ma- of, of michael manley who was uh, who championed the non-aligned movement who championed yes, so social dem- social, the dem- the um, NA, social democratic socialism yeah. and as a result and that was come on that was that was Cold War business, and and, and and of course Cuba was right there, and America wouldn't allow that.
0: So l- l- I l- fear we might be getting a little bit off track. Yeah,
1: we we, we, we were. But <laughs> one thing, one 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 thing, one, one other dynamic to mention in respect of the the, the relationship between the politics and organized crime is yep. In the nineteen seventies, we had the oil crisis, economies began to flounder, countries failed to ad- to move beyond uh, simple ISI and 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 provide economic um, development and so on, and because of, course, of debt as a result actually. of that. The extent to which politicians could provide is certainly the largesse, the support to these gangs, was curtailed.
0: Mm-hmm. So you had a break in the clientelistic relationship. Yes. The client could no longer provide the patronage. Yeah, I don't think you had a
1: like a complete break, but you did have ruptures. You did have yeah. disruptions in that system, and it happened as the uh, the drug trafficking um, was picking up. Seventies, eighties, yeah. and of course, okay. gangsters from Jamaica would jump, migrated as, as things became as you know th- things became tight migrate to the United States and so on and allied themselves with a well-established criminal network in the United States. This is is
2: fascinating, essentially, if you're looking from networks, which I shouldn't say that much, but this is on how that network sort of created that uh, bond with the larger ones in the U.S. Okay, I have to surprise And considering the network's relationship with the hierarchy within Jamaica with that sort of political networks, Mm -hmm. political structures Mm -hmm. was diminishing because of credit crunch due to oil crisis. It became much more uh, profitable
1: to link yourself with
2: larger bodies and did. do the work which criminal networks usually do. And you is would have to smuggle
1: a, drugs and stuff like that. You would have had a resume to to, to impress who you're going to ally with, and and, and and so look, so. I, I I like
2: I, I <laughs> helped like the prime
0: minister, so <laughs> so I have to wonder if you're getting these uh, these gangs who have a break or at least some ruptures with traditional patronage networks who are. Uh, moving to the United States, establishing networks mm-hmm. with... Um, More established. Established drug gangs. They're becoming a conduit through Jamaica mm-hmm. for drugs from South, South America. America. Yes. Did any of that money go back into politics in Jamaica?
1: Th- there's always a question, eh? Um, in terms of... Camp- and, and that always comes about uh, in when arguments about campaign financing and party financing. And Jamaica just, uh, a year or two ago or so, approved campaign financing legislation after all that time. After all that time, and so there was always that allegation as to how parties were being funded, mm. how politicians were being, their campaigns were being funded, and we never really knew because, of course, we never had any legislation, any any institutional accountability mechanism for that to be disclosed, especially given the history um, that we've um, that, that 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 we've had. And so, what states face to go broader, what states face when they the alliance building. with with mm. informal networks of this of, of 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 this sort, is that you you nurture them. And then you cannot control the beast after that. Right. And then they begin to threaten the state to some extent.
0: Well, that was my next question. So how did that happen, that threatening? What, was, what went
1: wrong, essentially? Well, what went wrong is that, is that gangs were becoming independent richer and were therefore more independent. They, never, they, d- they didn't have to depend on, on, on the handout and therefore the instruction and the strings that politicians would attach to what they're, what they're providing. Mm. But, the, but interestingly, the politicians still needed... The gangsters the organized groups
2: and the gangsters I mean the politicians were
1: so and we'll, they and, and in some way they would need them because the benefit there is cover does so this bring I, us
0: up to 2018 is that where we are now
1: uh it, it, I, I would I would say at least 2010 maybe yeah when we had a, a huge um falling out when one could say well maybe that that incident really represented um the whole criminal groups and that alliance threatened the state if i should bring you up to speed 2010 we had a from 2009 to 2010, we had a, we had a, the United States um, sent an extradition warrant in 2009 for the lead of um, the Shower Posse Gang, which was one of the most, yes. established, well, most established gangs in the country and had vast networks in the United States uh, on racketeering charges. And America wanted um, the gangster, Christopher Dudascoe, who's now serving his time in the U.S. And the Prime Minister at the time, 2009, refused, uh, refused on the basis that they, uh, how the United States obtained its evidence... Was not was not constitutional. And did the Prime Minister's <laughs> party rely on that true. network to? <laughs> well, WikiLeaks. We, there were some WikiLeaks, and one of the WikiLeaks disclosures was uh, involved a minister at the time saying, "Look, we can't afford to give up this man because it could destabilize the country." That so these networks,
2: these networks are very powerful that they could essentially destabilize your political That's... career. Absolutely, and the prime minister, the
1: prime minister resigned shortly after, after he caved in, and this was after, this was, this was just months after the the, the big clash came. Is is he still in Jamaica, the prime minister? I'm sorry,
2: the ex prime minister is still live in Jamaica. Oh yes, of course he's Jamaican. Why shouldn't he? I was like, he went went into
1: exile. I was like, oh no, we don't have that history actually. Latin America has it, South America has that history, and maybe Central America, but we don't have that history of exile in in English in, in the Caribbean. It's interesting. But um just to close off this point, I think we've been dwelling on the the, 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 the very specific <laughs> points um, for too long. But but um the Prime Minister resigned after. But the the point is that in a, the state the state in trying to assert its power um, to capture this this gangster went into the community, Tivoli Gardens, some retro Level Tivoli Gardens, the the first garrison that was established mm. in the nineteen sixties when the when the, the, the government bulldozed and removed and set up this new community which was a garrison community and so on so. What that, what the other point is that clearly this gangster was also aligned to said to be aligned to the party the ruling party at the time and so the state went in and 70 70 at least 70 civilians they said died um, some of them were, were gangsters but wow. what was interesting about that time is that the gangster the, the, the gangster about 300 gunmen from across the country came into that into that uh, into that space that that community that was built barricaded themselves in and of course threatened the state because that was a state within a state yeah this is, this is
2: absolutely fascinating, and I think there are two points which we can talk about from here. The first one is on how relying on these sort of informal networks can, in fact, empower these networks over time. So, let's, if you take gangs out of it and look at tribal relationships, if you are going to win elections in Afghanistan, for instance, based on tribes and you want to use that to get uh, out waters and eventually in 10 years or 20 years of time you are empowering those, those specific tribal networks mm-hmm. and in colonization often argument is made at least one which I agree with to a, little, to a very large extent is that when colonial powers came in they sort of made that uh, uh, that sort of that, that, uh, they made that so uh, the colonial powers came in in order to rule a specific regions they would often rely, at least in South Asia, on these informal uh, tribal and uh, uh, relationships and networks. And in return, would empower these uh, norms and behaviours over time, which otherwise would have changed. Mm-hmm. People would have moved away from these tribalistic relationships. So that's an interesting point yes. to remember. When elite uses these networks to in power, they much, they are uh, preventing social progress in some yeah. way or sense. Second thing I would say is what implications this would have on state building that a country like Jamaica, I think Jamaica is, on, I would say, fairly better than many other post-colonial countries when it comes to state building, and that might be other reasons why it has, has mm-hmm. helped. Uh, foreign intervention helps a lot, uh, I, I would say, when someone foreigner comes and threatens your country, you tend to, tend to even the, the the priests and the gangsters tend to come to the same uh, table and say so that, you, yeah. So you're
1: supporting foreign interventionists? No, as I'm
2: saying that too. war and all of this does help.
1: Uh, <laughs> Do helps. you know Collier? Paul Collier. <laughs> I I've Because heard them, uh, one of Paul Collier's uh, suggestion for uh, that kind of uh, criminal um, uh, civil war, if you look at things along that spectrum, is essentially, you know, the world of UN peacekeeping forces and, and everything yeah. in, in society, which is very interventionist. Yes. Uh, um,
2: I, I, no, I think at a uh, human behaviour level, if you look at a micro level, if your country is being threatened, you tend to sort of come together and that happens uh, even in your family if someone dies or someone gets sick or ca- has cancer. Uh, for instance, God forbid, and you sort of come together. Even the sort of the, the black yeah. horse or the black sheep of the family also comes together. The so I understand. The but <laughs> but let's, let's get
1: let's get to some solutions very quickly because we never addressed what I mean. We we mentioned it in terms of what. How do you get over this kind of problem? And for some for some it a myriad of reasons a myriad of suggestions. One is the economy. Uh, you have to be able that's to a very to, broad be, suggestion. It is. You have to, for example, you have to be able to provide jobs that's how you, that's how you, that's how you have to provide jobs you have to you have to be able to have i suppose structural reform but isn't that structural reform to, isn't to that economy. a solution
2: like oh you're poor the solution is to be rich um, well rich, rich does have a part
1: doesn't it no, okay, but, so, no, so, no, so no let's, let's drill yeah. down
0: into the economy as a solution yeah. so i assume we're not talking about gdp growth in general here no, are no. we talking about we're talking about equitable growth yes, right targeted of, of at sort of the, the bottom of the pyramid
1: I remember you're coming from post-colonial societies where there are huge inequities right. in these societies.
2: So you're essentially saying that people need to be self-reliant to an extent that they're able to freely access the market without and ha- get all the basic needs without relying on these often counterproductive networks.
1: Because in the end, they're not productive. Yeah, I'm saying counterproductive. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Good point.
2: <laughs> they're productive in a nature that they, they give you food but in the and end, they give you right. jobs.
1: But in the long run, I the state-building stru- mechanism. It's, it's
0: our it's role here for formalizing these informal structures and creating actually...
1: Formalizing organized gangs. Organized criminal gangs.
0: Not necessarily, or, but it, creating a parallel formal structure for service delivery or to, to accomplish whatever solutions you want to accomplish with the right. informal sector. That's a
1: bold thought. Who'd have thought
0: that? It's a, it's a bold now, thought. I think about it's that.
2: A... No, I, I, no, I think at the end of the day, you well, must this, do this, something this,
1: around the lines. It essentially... I think it's incentives as an issue. I, I, I disincentivize the interest in, 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 um, in, in, in the use of uh, the d- development of criminal of, of, of gangs first of all before right. they become organized criminal gangs. How do you do that? Um, you have lots of men, lots of young people, lots of youth who are unemployed in your in your economy. Right. Education provision is, 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 is relatively is relatively poor. Improving in Jamaica, but relatively poor. You have to look at the the, um, the social class issues um, yes. that have to be addressed, or so people are people feel left out of the society. There's, many,
0: there's a ton of literature on what large numbers of unemployed young men do to society. Well, it's also absolutely interesting to point out. Usually young men, not young women. I don't
2: know why. Because and, uh, and we're,
0: we're horrible. In cases like these, I, I was just going to say that that issue could have been exacerbated in Jamaica in the 1960s because Jamaica at that time, I think like a lot of developing yes. countries, was going through a massive population mm-hmm. boom. Uh, Post war, where suddenly they you had were. a massive youth bulge of uh, uh, young men aged 15 to 25 entering the workforce, finding a few okay. jobs. Yeah. I okay. think it's not just and about world, jobs, and, and, it's and, and, about
2: and, and, finding a purpose in life. And humans ooh. naturally, when you're 18, 19, 20, or 22, mm-hmm. are my age at least. Uh, uh, when you're in twenties, the, the need is not j- job is for you. A sort of the capitalism, buddy? The purpose, purpose in, in life uh-huh. equals job. Uh-huh. It equals job, and for for people, it's not only to earn the living. Living is to find a purpose. Where, what where they will be in ten years from that day? And if you see the state failing, and you find this network yes. in your neighborhood, which is very empowering, and you say, look, mm-hmm. Yo, this is your purpose in life, and this is the gun is your purpose in life, and that's yeah, a certainly. very that's a very lucrative
1: purpose to have. And I think part of it has to do with disrupting the, 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 the political settlement a little bit with the elites. It's problematic, but the fact, is, the fact is the elites in a way allowed this to happen because they were benefiting. The situation, they, were, they were not threatened. When a new state is building, a new, so you're, it's, it's that new state that's building, got, you've got an independence like any other state.
2: But why would someone do that, an elite, if I'm an elite? Assume that.
1: I'm not in saying Jamaica, why would I?
2: Why would I, as one member of their elite, of course, it's a collective action problem aside, mm-hmm. But even a large number of members of the elite would say, okay, we will sacrifice our own, risk our own property rights, but to make sure these networks don't develop. Well,
1: organized. Well, the fact is, when 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 they organize criminal groups become independent of politicians, then you can't control them. They threaten everyone. People have high discount rate behavior. They threaten everyone. Generally, they have and this kind of case, behavior. Sorry
2: people have high discount rate behavior, they would risk long-term happiness over
0: short-term gains. Humans do that. Yeah, t- but... Pay, pay, people prioritize the short-term gains because yes. it's hard to visualize yeah. long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but if you're... And plus, you, in the long if, you're run, security, if your security and safety is not assured, which is a very basic... But, but um, Jawad, in the long run, there's
2: the, a the TV show which, in which the character said that. And in the long... What is history? And he said, it's one fucking thing after another. And Kane <laughs> said, that in the long run,
0: we're all dead anyways. Mm. So, right. No one was thinking in 1960 that these... these Groups of young men would Absolutely. start selling cocaine But, in if, New York but City. if we're
1: talking about solutions now...
2: Or the Afghans you would give weapons to would eventually but, become radicalized and sad. Well, that's
1: another good example. But if we're talking about solutions now, having seen what has happened over the last four or five decades, then the elite you think would have an interest because now they, now they can't depend on the politicians to, if things are becoming too hot, to say to them, look, you, you, your party needs to get this into control because the parties no longer have control so the part the part the politicians have to put the, the, the elites have to put pressure now on the politicians because their their wealth yeah. their livelihood is threatened so they have to put pressure on the politicians to break well, the and, and that is why you have legislation coming in parliament campaign financing and all of that because they're under pressure to to um to address so this is an elite
0: dominated view of jamaican politics saying elite toleration created these gangs and elites.
1: I'm, um, saying it I'm saying that. it I'm I'm helped. I'm saying it was, saying. It was, it was important in, um, in, in allowing the situation to persist. And they have a role in, 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 in addressing it.
0: And the only way that this issue could actually be combated, the only force in society that could oppose the gangs at this point, or at least allow the political reforms to go forward that would actually solve the issue, are the elites that dominate politics.
1: It's a combination of stuff, but certainly they have a critical role, because the extent to which you allow... Um, these, these, these parties to exist and to have these kinds of... Like, I think there's a risk practices. of looking at
2: elite as a very monolithic kind of uh, group of people. I think what you need to... I, what well, this I, is a small I, country, right? Really. Regardless. I it? Regardless. Yeah. regardless what, what you need to understand, what, what I, I would uh, urge is that in every any state-building mechanism, you need a certain degree of consensus between the elite and be, and between with, be, within the elite and between the elite and the people that this is the kind of state we're going to have. there's going to be a certain degree of identity and there's going to be a certain degree of we will extract resources and uh, there are incentive structures which shape what kind of state would emerge if the elite believe that they could extract resources through selling sugar and never invest in human capital they will never do that That, that's not the point that's how people function they wouldn't say okay for the goodness of my heart I will
0: build universities while I know I have no economic benefit out of it but isn't this denying that Certain groups of society have interests that are naturally in opposition. it's true with each other.
2: Yes, I think there, there would be certainly in opposition, such so as right elite. But there would there would, there would there would be a negotiation different. and fight. Right, exactly. Yeah. And eventually, it would come to if it comes to a solution yeah. in which uh, the people have certain degree of certain degree of more rights because if elite cannot dominate everything mm-hmm. without the without certain degree of consensus of the people, then you will come into a society
0: which is as uh, North says, limited access owners. Mm-hmm. So Javon, I have a question for you. Then, do yeah. you see twenty ten maybe in Jamaica as sort of a critical juncture oh where God. there became because of this crisis an opening to create a more democratic
1: politics? There is. it, 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 it was a critical juncture. Yeah. Um, there are debates as to whether or not it's been um, it's used, been used appropriately. <laughs> what well,
0: campaign and so campaign finance sounds like?
1: Yeah, and there have been security security related laws that would go to the strike at the heart of organized criminal groups as well. But um, it's um, very
2: hard. To destroy networks, because even if you take the head of the network out, uh-huh. the problem is not the back exactly, that that person so is. So you're going back
1: to economy, it, and
2: you're going back to. It's pro- the problem is that the network relationships and the trust has already developed, uh-huh. and someone that network would b- bond together and would select new sort of head
0: or new sort of. Look at Italy trying to combat the drugata and the Kamora. Yeah, same be, yeah we didn't create. even
1: we didn't even mention any of um, any of those. Parallel, uh, comparative uh, how parallel.
2: how is it? I talk on mafia okay. and yeah. organized crime I think I think, it's
1: I think been... ultimately the, the the solution to a problem like that in Jamaica or, or any similar state is it has to be it ha- there has to be a diagnostic approach. Please don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be a, a diagnostic approach, and it has to be sort of a problem driven um, process. I mean, in terms PDI, of coming up, yeah. in ter- inter- iterative, I think. Uh, but that doesn't problem. sound like what happened in Jamaica. Jamaica no, sounded but...
0: purely reactive to events. Uh,
1: what do you mean, sorry? What do you mean?
0: That's right. a humans thought. The response was reactive to this 2010 incident. There wasn't, as far as I can tell from your narrative, an actual problem-driven approach to solving the issue of
1: cancer. I, I, that, was, that would have been my fault. There have been, over, especially post-1990, coming out of the economic Crisis that was that the late seventies, eighties, and, uh, and and so on. We did perform bad in the nineteen nineties when the world was growing anyway. But there were attempts to, for example, depoliticize the police force in the nineteen nineties. Mm. In the nineteen nineties, there to introduce new, introduce new. Was things. it correlated? And I, I use this word with a lot of caution,
2: with emergence of a larger urban middle class. All of these efforts to uh, uh, not destroy, but to weaken this pattern. For of sure. Right? Sure. and that, and I, I think that is often the key, uh, but of you can't really get the middle class without economic growth ah. and that sort of middle class emerges which does not need these pe networks to that extent. and that ne- that class is able to fight for, uh, a new deal and using the, mm-hmm. the cliche which is well, well, the with, with the elite and say that, okay, this is the
1: kind of state we want. You right. want we we Western, don't want to which, be killed by drug gangs. Exactly. Which is precisely yeah. the point. So the economy obviously has a huge role. It's very it's not, just, it it's, not just the, it's not just the economy, but it has a critical role in changing the dynamics yes. to upset the political settlement, I yes. think. I think I think to, to, um,
2: politics determines economics and economics determines politics at the same time. It's mm-hmm. very confusing for economists to understand mm-hmm. this, but it's all mashed up into this, this, this soup of things. But, what is,
1: but one final thing that is interesting coming out of one one final thing that's interesting that's com- coming out of uh, out of this is, is 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 how because we assume that the people are simply uh, recipients who just sit by and passively accept what is doled out to them. As the gangs became powerful and began to wean themselves off politicians and began killing more indiscriminately, so they were no longer political-related killings, but they were inter-gang wars and fights. The people began to demand action from politicians, the very people who were these who were the supporters of these parties. So that's another demand. Because so there's a cost-risk absolutely. analysis.
2: Okay, they're giving you bread, but they're also killing. But they're also song. killing us. It's,
1: but yeah. if we die, we can't eat the bread. Well,
2: well, well.
1: So, so that's what well, we might problem. Could try. But so I think again, so so what, would, what what is what is, what is what is helping the system to change is with the elites feeling threatened, the emergence of a, slowly emergence of a, of a, of a, of a more vibrant middle class that is mm-hmm. is, is dismissing that, plus the, the proletariat, the lumpen proletariat, whose lives are threatened yes, and are now forcing the very parties that they have this huge cleavage to, to say, no way, we have to...
2: You know, to one word embodies this. all of this. One word embodies everything. Take the
1: final word, Sean.
2: Incentives. You change the incentives, you change <laughs> everything else. I was going to say Marx. Well,
1: absolutely.
2: Uh, that's a joke. Uh, that
1: was a joke. I David sits. David sits <laughs> on my left side usually. By the way, I went to Parliament Hill the other day, and I heard it was nearby uh, Marx's grave. I was there with you. What are you doing? Oh, you were there. <laughs> oh God! Jeez. You guys went to the Parliament Hill without me. You were at
2: Eid
0: with your family. Oh yeah, I was in okay. Birmingham.
1: So that's uh that's a very truncated um, <laughs> version. But at least we were we able to tease out the dynamics. And Shah ended it. Charles, word was quite nice. The incentives that that are um that are important to change the dynamics of political settlements to make a more, I suppose, transform transformational kind of um yeah. politics.
2: Well, this is a this is an excellent addition to our series of episodes on state capacity, and we will have uh, at least one more interview someone
0: on this issue, but that will be a surprise for all of you. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Solaba mi condena, correré mi destino para burlar la ley, perdido en el corazón de la grande pabilón.